Dude, Luke, the printer's still busted. What the fuck, man? How's it going, everybody? Welcome to episode seven of the Topless Robot Podcast. I'm Ryan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's your boy, Brooks. Jesus. Yeah, I know. Hi, I'm Tyler. <laughs> <laughs> and we are here to, here to talk about things. And stuff. And things. But mostly, but mostly things. Stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I knew you were going to go for it. <laughs> so, uh, it's been a week. A week it has been. Seven um, days, if you will. Yeah, I mean, you know, in certain cultures. <laughs> <laughs> As in all of them. <laughs> most. Except, most. well, most. I suppose there, there are some who don't. There was that brief stint that France tried to establish the 10-day week. <laughs> but we're not that kind of podcast, so. <laughs> I can't tell if you're being serious right now or not. I am. Actually. Really? That's a thing? It's a, it's a historical thing. It um, sounds like a little bit of torture right there. Well, it was like. Uh, as long as you've got a four-day weekend. It was, it was like a re- like a, a revolutionary France kind of like, you know, yes, we're going to establish the working man's blah, blah, blah. And I think it ended up sucking or something. I don't know. I remember that from high school. So I would expect that it would end up sucking. It would end up sucking because you wouldn't get the four-day weekend. You'd work eight days. (laughs) Eight days a week. Eight days a week. Also, this is a historical song. (laughs) (laughs) That's what that song's about. I I wonder um, what... uh, Is it my my Wonder Bowl? Wonder, wonder, (laughs) wonder, wow. What's in a wonder bowl? <laughs> and now I have completely lost. Sorry. <laughs> oh, no. I wonder what the two extra days were called. Um. Hmm. La day. <laughs> sure. La day. La day. La day and la day. Uh, de. <laughs> Ufi de day. <laughs> I like how day is the only day is the only thing not being translated here. (laughs) (laughs) What is day in French? I don't know. I can. I I got Spanish. I mean, dia. dia. Yeah. You know, I. I, That sounded white as hell. I'm very. I'm very. uh, Yeah, you need to work on your on your accents. Dia. (laughs) Dia. Dia de los Muertos. Oh my God. Casadilla. I. My grande. (laughs) Taco. (laughs) <laughs> my grandma is the whitest person you'll ever meet and it's fucking hilarious like in seeing her trying to do tilda swinson <laughs> she is she is well that's objectively white. the whitest person in human in, in human history but no like going to mexican food restaurants with my grandma is the funniest thing in the world your grandma is powder she is powdered milk man <laughs> No. What the fuck? No. <laughs> Sorry, I was reaching there. Yeah, that was that was a bit. That was a bit. Well, long story short, she tried to order a uh, a, a chicken enchilada at a Mexican food restaurant, and verbatim, I would like the pola enchilada. Wow. And I was, and we all wow. just looked at her, and wow. immediately it was wow. <laughs> it was like a family dinner and we grandma, all fucking started we back. died we were laughing our asses off i love how uh the uh 
I love how the Owen Wilson wow is a thing wow. that can't happen without everyone else you doing it. You have to say yeah, it. It's like it's, yawning. Yeah. But. Wow. 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 <laughs> <laughs> and that's why we've been trapped in this room for 30 days. Little yeah. did you know, we actually have a full week of audio here. We, we never left. This we, is pared down from <laughs> previous audio clips. <laughs> we have now been doing this for a month. Um, oh. Happy month of first. You see, now like, I sound like a desperate high school girlfriend and or boyfriend. <laughs> this is the anniversary of the day that we saw each other in the hallway that one time well before we met. But we didn't start talking for another six weeks because I was embarrassed because I thought you were dating someone else who was in said band class. But it, it, yeah, then I guess yeah. <laughs> um, it's starting to fall apart there. Hard to make actually. A card I guess out of that. Yeah. we've <laughs> technically been recording the podcast for a month and a week, but we are now because today is October twenty eighth. We launched uh, Topless Robot, relaunched Topless Robot on uh, August 27th. So we have now, uh, Topless Robot has been live for a month. Congratulations, listeners. I wish yeah. I had one of those like noisemakers and... <laughs> You're welcome, everybody. I've got my fez. We can kind of pretend it's a party hat. <laughs> Oh, no, Brooks is going to do his oh. impromptu uh, grab a flat. Oh, God. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I'm sorry, everybody. <laughs> it sounded this way better your... in my head. <laughs> <laughs> this is your weekly headphone warning. Yeah. Uh, so uh, over the past week, I picked up uh, Starlink. Um for space zelda i knew basically nothing about it uh, like aside from what i had seen at e3 i was like oh so ubisoft is putting uh star fox in this starlink game so like on the switch only starlink is a multi-platform game but on the switch only you get star fox and you can play as star fox and uh, so i got the starter kit for it because it's also one of those like um what was the uh spyro uh company the uh, oh, oh, something oh. landers uh, uh skylanders skylanders thank you yeah. uh so it's kind of like that except it doesn't use nfc mm. um it's oh, how, uh how does it work so magic duh oh thank you. i'm not <laughs> <laughs> i'm not i'm not quite sure how it works on the other systems i assume that it's something that plugs into the usb uh, or uh, accessory plug on the controller. But uh, with the uh, Switch, it has a uh, controller base that the Joy-Cons slide into, and it's got this stem that goes up the center that you can you slide your pilot in, and then you slide the ship on top of the pilot. Ah. And uh, so it's got these connectors that, are, I mean, they're, they're physical connectors. Interesting. So they, the controller is powered by the Joy-Cons because the Joy-Cons, uh, like, it, it connects to those. And it lights up the thruster on the ship and everything like that. Oh, um, that's, that's, that actually that's is really cool. cool. Yeah, like, it's, it's a fairly fancy setup. And apparently you don't need the accessories in order to play the game. Um, but, of course, I had to get my R-Wing. And I had to get my Fox McCloud. Uh, you have to. And that, those figures actually look like super high quality. You know, I heard cool. that Fox McCain was a POW. And <laughs> he's a real maverick. No. No, 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 no,
the R wing has two uh, plugs on either wing uh, that you can hot swap weapons onto it. So you can buy like weapon packs and and things like that and and pop them on into the slots on the wings and uh, change the weapons that your ship has. Uh, so it's kind of neat, but it's also one of those like oh shit collector's trap you know kind of things. How much was it? So did it come with the ship, or did you have to buy? It the came ship with separate? so the starter pack, the switch starter pack, comes with two pilots. One of them being uh, Fox, and one of them being what I assume is the actual game's intended uh, primary protagonist. protagonist. Oh, Starlink. Uh, yes <laughs> sure it's actually star zelda <laughs> and it, it comes with the r-wing and it comes with uh two weapons and uh it was yeah i mean i've been enjoying it so far uh the controls are very solid i heard and the game's actually like pretty solid like it's very no man's sky that's what i heard yeah but, oh, no but man's with sky kind of a- <laughs> yeah but with hey. a storyline that I could see loving that because I, I actually did like the No Man's Sky, the most recent update, but it still is one of those things where I just like started losing it because it's just I just remember being there was nothing angry dragging about me around. No Man's Sky. Yeah. I think everyone remembers being angry about No Man's Sky. I, I, so when No Man's Sky first came out, I had pre-ordered it and I, I played it. And I even uh, in that launch state, I ended up getting a good 60 hours of Mm. of gameplay out of it i was enjoying the time that i spent with it i ignored the fact that you know there were a lot of things they didn't deliver on or or whatever like it was still a i i you know at the end of the the day uh you know while these things were missing the question i have to ask myself is did i enjoy my time with it regardless and yeah i did i enjoyed my time in that game did you have those expectations going in though I mean, kind of, but uh, it it boils down to that at the end of the day, despite what was promised, did I enjoy myself? It's it's very relaxing. Um, Oh, totally. My my uh, my one of my roommates. uh, Well, uh, he he moved out like a couple months ago, but uh, he got it, and um, like watching him play was just like we'd put on different music and we just kind of like we're chilling out. It's a totally zen chilling out. You know, um, I, I really like the main character in that game. You know, No Man's Guy. Um, <laughs> Boom! And, uh, <laughs> Excuse me while I kiss this guy. Which guy are you going to be kissing, Ryan? Uh, no I Man's know. Guy. I, that I, one? I really uh, have my, my pick here among you two. <laughs> you know what? I'm just going to. I've changed. My, no, 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 no. No, no, you behave yourself. Oh, beehive. Uh, oh, no. Oh, beehive. God, both of you. Going well, back to every douchebag post first. Uh, what's wrong, Austin baby? Powers movie. <laughs> My, this uh, podcast makes me random. <laughs> yeah, baby, yeah. It just takes me back to. Uh, a very long <laughs> beautiful stranger beautiful ranger uh, <laughs> that that just takes me back to a long time ago i got a rare opportunity to see the scottish oi band oi poloi uh and at a local alternative bookstore in gainesville florida 
and it was shortly after is alternative uh, bookstore like a code name for like adult arcade or <laughs> no, no 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 alternative bookstore alternative books <laughs> alternative I, Giant it, was, air it was the civic media center okay. uh and it was you know like a not-for-profit kind of thing like oh like a uh, cool bookstore right okay uh and um they would host shows regularly uh in gainesville florida and uh, this would have had to have been after the second Austin Powers movie came out. Mm. And people who attended this show only wanted to get the band to say, I ate a baby. <laughs> and I'm like, this is a band belly. from Scotland, a like legendary oi band <laughs> from Scotland that you're probably never going to get to see again. And what matters to you is getting a legitimate Scottish person to say, I ate a baby. The question is... I mean, there are so many cooler Scottish things you could go Scottish people into doing. You know, like... Get out of my swamp! Don't care! This was before Shrek. I know. Groundskeeper Willie. Groundskeeper Willie, yeah. Uh, Any number of poets, like Robert Browning, you know. Scots way on Wallace Blade. Scots when Bruce is often led. Welcome to your gory bed or to victory. You, or, you know, or you could do Mrs. Doubtfire. <laughs> that was that was beautiful. Again. That was actually tear, very tear. very uh, impressive. Well, I, I know many. I know lots of poetry, guys. Uh, <laughs> I, I used to compete, and I and I, I, uh, I used, used to compete in poetry. I used to compete in like in I'm, like in like uh, recitation and. Um, performance resuscitation he took, so he took like, poetry to slam to a new level no 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 I, <laughs> I i hate i hate poetry slams and open mics like that because it's like and uh allow me to put on my pretentious goggles yet again here because like actually uh, i i i like being critical when it comes to not like critical for you know a constructive criticism when it comes to like oh hey will you read this poem that I wrote and I'm like well I liked it you know and and if you want my feedback then I'll give it to you but like at these things it's just like it's like a bunch of people getting up and saying stuff and everyone clapping and it's like I just want to be like this is terrible <laughs> god damn it what was the fucking so I married Nax murder oh oh yeah. I keep wanting to say Stella, but it's not Stella. It's, I haven't seen that movie in forever. Stella, Stella, she took my cat, like my life and my cat. Like, but I can't remember any of the fucking actual things. But yeah, you know, I think I'm I like, had a great idea for a YouTube series. By the way, just filming fi- people, filming people saying things like that they only slightly remember. <laughs> and then putting it side yeah. by side with the yes. actual thing, yes. and then do like a percent rating, like how how close? How close? <laughs> Wouldn't it be Cause fucking cause great? All right, uh, this is going to be a new feature on Topless Robot. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to have to do that. <laughs> oh man, my my buddy Carter, he has only seen Lord of the Rings once. I, this is where the idea came from. In my actually, I've been thinking about this for a while, but he only he had seen the Lord of the Rings movies once time right when they came out so he's like okay so there's this one like wizard guy right and he's like trying to explain what the freaking movies were and it was just like so wrong but God. technically right and it was great that's amazing yeah uh, we can call it winston churchill because you're wincing Oh, wince, wince. Uh, I, I was like, <laughs> I thought you were. I thought you just said straight like, up. Winston great, you Churchill. said Winston Churchill. That's yeah, <laughs> or, or Vincent Price. <laughs> Vincent Price. <laughs> that would be pretty good. 
just going to start filling awkward gaps with the poetry that I remember having to compete with. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still trying to figure out how you were competing with his poetry. So, so here's how the competition went. I would memorize a piece. Uh, I would... Uh, it's not like costumes or anything like that. So basically, um, I used to compete uh, in... A, a in elastic, an uh, elastic, a scholastic competition, <laughs> an elastic uh, competition between a bunch of Christian schools. Because I was, I was at the time I was in high school. I went to a private Christian school, and so we'd compete with a bunch of other Christian schools at a competition at a at a college in California called the. Um, uh, it was called Fine Arts. We'd call it Fine Arts for short, but it was the West Coast Baptist College uh, Fine Arts Competition, and so you had a lot of different categories, and I competed in a couple of different things, uh, but with poetry. Um, you would essentially, is you were being marked on, uh, how well did you memorize said poem? Uh, can you speak with inflection? Can you like properly represent the poem and how you're, how you've taken it, you know? And hmm. of course, uh, pose or poison, blah, blah, blah. And so like, I remember the one year, um, and I was given, I was not allowed to pick my poems. Uh, I was, uh, given to them by my administrator, so then it was essentially your job to you deconstruct and interpret yeah. and then put inflection where necessary mm -hmm. uh, in order to give it the uh, uh, agency that mm -hmm. it was originally written with. Yes. So what I'm basically hearing is it was pitch perfect, but instead of acapella, it was poetry. But by myself. And by yourself. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, that was that was, that was was fun. I, I was pretty good at it. Um, I placed a couple of times. Uh, I had to do... They always gave me the most depressing shit. Like, the sad... Like, And I, I was like a happy person. I still am a happy person. Um, but they always gave me, like, you know, the raven. And... Uh, um, I would love... That would actually be... <laughs> I would absolutely love to do an interpretation of the raven. <laughs> I would I would legitimately enjoy the hell out of that. Ah, okay. Um, that would be cool. I, I still remember some of it, but uh, I want to see you do an interpretation. I, I had dance to do. Raven. I I did uh, I did that one year. I did uh, Edgar Allan Poe's The Bells. Um, I did uh, Ghost Like by uh, Edna Saint Vincent Millay. Uh, wait, no, that wasn't Edna Saint Vincent Millay. That was something else. Uh, Charles Benet, or I I forget. Uh, that's how I got into poetry because like I'm a poetry dork. Um, but I like the classic stuff. I'm not a huge modern poet guy. Um, My mom was a big poetry mm -hmm. dork and tried to get me into poetry. And still to this day, the only thing that stuck with me was Robert Frost. Robert Frost is fantastic. Um, I like I like his work a lot. Uh, I like Longfellow a lot, too. Longfellow is cool because he has like epic poems like uh, Ram the Ancient Mariners, like my favorite epic. Poem. I love Ram um, the Ancient Mariners. I uh uh, I want to get a piece on my arm that is because uh, Gustav Dore uh, did the illustrations for *Rhyme of the Ancient Mariner* back in the day, and he's more famously known for illustrating the Bible. Um, you like you'd recognize his style, uh, but there's a particular picture he did uh, in the story because the story. Are you familiar with the story? No. Okay. For *Rhyme of the Ancient Mariner*. Yeah. No. I'm. You've never. <clears throat> uh -uh. All right. Okay. This is totally foreign to me. I will give a brief and wonderful uh, description of the *Rhyme of the Ancient Mariner*. Um, this guy's going to a wedding uh, on a coastal town and he, him and his two buddies and he gets stopped and grabbed by this like, uh, homeless looking guy. But back in the day, he was just some old dude, you know, he's in, the, he's supposed to be a transient of some sort. And he tells him the story, his story, uh, the rhyme of the ancient mariner, which is essentially this guy, uh, is on a ship. 
uh, he's he's on a crew of a ship and they're uh, they're sailing and everything's going fine and in his hubris he decides to shoot an albatross which is very bad luck uh, killing an albatross is like super bad luck and so he kills the albatross and then um, he fucks with God and so death and that escalated quickly well yeah I mean it's poetry uh, <laughs> um, he essentially uh, is forced he is condemned to life uh, condemned well, to life or con- condemned for life uh, condemned to life meaning so that he cannot die he can okay so he is immortal meanwhile everyone else on the crew dies because uh, death the physical representation of death because they, they roll up on uh, this ghost ship and death and his mate, uh, life and death, uh, are gambling for the lives of the crew. And there's this great... So wait, life and death are uh, is a single person, or you're saying his mate is life? His mate is a life in death. Oh, life in death. Yeah, okay. so uh, unending horror, essentially. Okay. And so uh, death wins the crew, minus uh, the, the mariner. Um, and uh, he's, for- he's forced to live and... Um, there's like ice and, and he, he has to wear this albatross around his neck. Uh, and he's essentially now think about what you did and repents, you know, repents of his evilness and learns to respect, uh, life and in all forms and, uh, is condemned to tell his story, uh, every so often for eternity. And he wanders the earth and he's forced to tell his story Hmm. over and over and over again. There's an Iron Maiden song. Um, Rhyme of the ancient yeah. mariner. It's 13 minutes. It's one of my jukebox colors. <laughs> you've, you've heard you've heard me sing it with Will at Rock Band Mondays. Oh, really? You have. You always leave. <laughs> I that I take that opportunity to go out and, and vape. You're like, yeah, it's 13 minutes long or, song. I can just uh, I'll be out. <laughs> look, the curse of the the karaoke host or rock band host is that you know I mean most of these songs are three to five minutes long so when someone puts in a long song you take that opportunity to poop because you're never going to get to poop again for the rest of the night because usually it's only going to be the one long song Mm -hmm. i I don't blame you (laughs) it's a good song it's a great song and the poem is fantastic and the illustrations are really cool and i really want to get that um get a like you know like a a tattoo of not the actual print but a really good representation of said print of uh, death and his mate, life and death, gambling for the crew because it's this really beautiful and terrifying, hmm. like black hooded uh, skeleton dude with dice, and then this crazy, like she, I think she's supposed to be like blonde, but this crazy haired, wild eyed you know, woman, uh, and they're just like gambling on this deck, and I super want that. Interesting. Mm. I'll have to look into that. Yeah, it's, I mean, I mean, uh, so that. Uh, both of you kind of just transcended into this new level of nerd that I yeah. I have not oh, man. really like those those are paths that I have not traveled. To be fair, th- that's like the only poem I know, and it's because of Iron Maiden. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you see, you see that that's what helped me get in, get, get into Iron Maiden was their their. Uh, so it goes both ways. Th- their secret love of literature. Well, it's not really secret. Secret, but like, <laughs> but like, like you know. You're you're not gonna you're not gonna listen to um, uh, Brave New World by Maiden and instantly think about the book. I do. I mean, I do because I've read the book and I love it. <laughs> but like when I first heard it, that's how actually I I read the book because of that song. 
same here. Uh, and actually, um, a friend of mine, we had this cooking thing on Mondays called Rack and Brew. It was every Monday for four years, blah, blah, blah. I had this friend of mine who had a copy of that book in his bathroom. And over the course of one year, I read you, the whole Every time you book, pooped. You... Every time I pooped, <laughs> I would read the book. And I read the whole book in one year on the toilet. And um, But I, I, I digress. Uh, poetry is rad. And I will talk poetry <laughs> all the time because like, you know, the, the conception of poetry is that it's um, uh, not not so much now. It's not like a, you know, an, an, uh, it's like a, it wasn't a wimpy thing, you know. And, yeah, and it's not like a, a, a bleeding heart, you know, look how sensitive I am. I like poetry kind of thing. Well, I think now more than ever, poetry faces the same um hurdles that any written word does mm -hmm. uh and that uh people don't have the time or attention span to mm -hmm. devote to sitting down and reading a book or mm -hmm. or anything like that and with poetry there's an additional barrier to entry of the interpretation mm -hmm. um people don't like to think <laughs> what uh, but uh, and and i say that kind of in a in a uh, loose generalization obviously it's not true mm. um but um i think some of that stuff especially considering the eras in which a lot of popular poetry were written yeah make it difficult to interpret because a lot of it is written of the time and so, I mean, some phrases are common that you would not, that you would be looking at and trying to identify literally and interpret literally when really it means this completely different thing because it was a common phrase of, of the age. And uh, uh, I've heard that, uh, for example, I've heard that Chaucer is a real pain to, to Chaucer is really, really difficult to read because that's, that's old English. That's it is a pain in the butt. Um, hang on. I, I, I'm looking up as you as you say this. I'm looking up a poem um, <laughs> because uh, hang on. I can't remember who wrote it. But Chaucer is also legendary. You know, like I feel uh, like it's that with like a lot of literature too, though. Like the quintessential old white man, old dead white men books that you have to read to get into. Like, like even yes, but oh, it's there me. are um. A number of, uh, I mean, like books are, are, if you go far enough back, yes, that's kind books interpretation, that's a thing. But I mean, you know, like in order to get into like some of my required reading for uh, honors English um, uh, freshman year of high school was uh, Death Be Not Proud, ah. uh, Raisin in the Sun. Um, Death Be Not Proud, though some have called thee mighty and dreadful, for thou art not so. <laughs> See, I you that sounded like you should be like the the priests in Monty Python and the Holy Grail. <laughs> One shall come to three. Death be not proud, though some have called thee mighty and dreadful, for thou art not so. <laughs> oh my God! Now, now we've got another series where we have to read old uh, uh, poetry in the style of Monty Python. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Thou shalt count, count to. to. <laughs> uh, now sh thou shalt not count to two unless thou proceedeth on to three. <laughs> and there was much celebration and breakfast cereal. Well, here's here's one for you. Uh, this is an excerpt. Um, an excerpt. An, an excerpt. excerpt. Uh, 
And off like an exit. <laughs> and oft when on my couch I lie in vacant or pensive mood, they flash upon that inward eye which is the bliss of solitude, and then my heart with pleasure fills and dances with the daffodils. Mm. Nerd. Well done. Well done. That was I Wandered Lonely as a Cloud by Williams Wordsworth. Ah. William Wordsworth. Well, I mean, like it's going back to the the language barrier uh, of of poetry. Um, I got into poetry because I had to read it anyways in school, and I was like, "Well, I mean, there's some really cool stuff here." And th- I scaled those hurdles because it was just like, "This is all I had to do." But like, there's some s- really kick-ass like punk rock kind of shit out there from like the 1800s, you know? Well, yeah, I mean, it, it's it's just another way of expressing emotion mm-hmm. and i mean punk is is supposed to be visceral and, and passionate and and rooted in that emotion yeah while it is frequently raging against an oppressive force or a machine, machine. yeah <laughs> <laughs> thank you both <laughs> quit it now annoyed in stereo did you see did you see the video did you see? <laughs> now that I'm thinking about it, it, oh, it all ties in together so well. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> there's, there's a video of of someone took bulls on parade and changed all the wah-wahs to <laughs> Owen wow. Wilson going, wow. Yes. Wow. 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 I'm sorry. Every once in a while, some of those things get through and it I just breaks my brain video. so bad <laughs> that I, I, can't, I can't appropriately express myself because I'm laughing too hard thinking about it. Oh, my God. And this we, was I a think dramatic we, interpretation of Ryan's poem. <laughs> I think we might have found the break Ryan button. So we've got the break Brooks button. Oh, I, have, now. I, I have a whole board of buttons. <laughs> yeah. I mean, to be fair, so do I. <laughs> so do I. Oh, man. Uh, oh, God. So so, so boring wow. poetry. Wow. <laughs> wow. So, like, um, there's a poem. Uh, there's There's a phrase that I actually had to look up. Uh, I should say, uh, not a phrase, but uh, a thing that said, um, uh, called, uh, so to give the lie, um, to when you say to give the lie back, that means to call bullshit. Okay. That means to call bullshit. And so there's a poem by Sir Walton Raleigh called The Lie. Um, and he's basically calling, calling the world out because he's just like, the world is full of bullshit. Hmm. So um, if you say, um, here's an excerpt. Um. Uh, Sorry, I had it and then I scrolled. Um, I'm curious where that that phrase came from. Whether it's okay, so I'm receiving a lie. So to give the lie is to return. I th- I think I think that I think that's that would, what that means. It's yeah, that may, would make sense. I yeah. can't really think of another way that you would uh, interpret that unless to give had a different connotation right because i mean if if you were to just uh hear that phrase alone like to give the lie uh i would actually assume that it would be to lie you're lying not That's... to call someone out on a lie i want to give had to have had something like a different meaning like 
like to i feel like there would there'd be a, like a different connotation for to give kind of like well i mean like used in in context here um uh for example uh, uh give them all the lie um for thou must give the lie uh give everyone the lie hmm. um but like uh this is just like uh when Back when you know I uh, started getting into into music a little more as far as performing goes, um, you know I'd read stuff like read this old poetry and stuff like that and be like, you know what, that's really badass. Like I wish I, I want to be able to write you know something that sounds as kick ass as that and with you know fancy flowery language that's like, but basically just saying that everything is bullshit. Yeah. Like uh, like the the the, the first stanza. Uh, of the lie by Sir Walter Raleigh is go soul the body's guest upon a thankless errand fear not to touch the best the truth shall be thy warrant go since I needs must die and give the world the lie hmm and it's just basically world the world's bullshit and here's why and then he goes on to talk about uh, the courts uh, this this next one is very relevant um, tell potentates they live acting by others action not loved unless they give not strong but a faction if potentates reply, give potentates the lie. Hmm. I'll tell take men potent of potable. <laughs> tell men of high condition that manage the estate. Their purpose is ambition. Their practice only hate. And if they once reply, give them all the lie. Interesting. Yeah. Like so, uh, call them out if they defend themselves. Call them on their bullshit. Yeah. Interesting. That's, yeah. So that that was my journey into punk rock. Was through poetry. <laughs> it was just like, oh damn. This is this is kind of cool, and it's just uh, I just it's a weird uh, hot, uh, hobby. I used to compose, but not so much anymore. Um, and uh, that's uh, that's my TED talk for today. <laughs> uh, the wonders of poetry. Uh, you'll catch my latest interview of the Dyad Reed Show uh, <laughs> next Tuesday at night. Uh, just the Diane Ream show. When you, when you say it like this, gave the lie, mm -hmm. it makes a little bit more sense from a like gave like a giveaway, like it's a giveaway that's a lie. If that, that kind of okay, makes a little bit I more see. sense when you put it that way. Yeah, where where it's an obvious lie. Yeah, it, it, and it, it gave the lie away almost. Okay, interesting. Huh? Like you know, like I wasn't at that party. Or, uh, yeah, according to this calendar, <laughs> or I did not have sexual relations with this woman and give him the I lie. Yeah. <laughs> I well, did not have sex with that woman. Yeah. Um, on a completely uh, different <laughs> yeah. note, let's, let's shift gears a little bit. We're getting too serious. Uh, but all of that is super fascinating and makes me want to, uh, dive into poetry more if I had more time. It, it makes me want to think about smart things again. Oh God! <laughs> Exercise my brain. Why well, the I, fuck I always, would I do that? I, I always <laughs> tell people that want to get into poetry: there are long poems and there are short poems. And uh, the I best mean, way to do it—that's not untrue. The best way to do it is to uh, get like an anthology of a bunch of great poems. You don't have to sift through someone's like fourteen-page poem about how they love someone. Because, like, uh, love poetry is kind of boring sometimes. It's good for descriptive language, and you can use it to, you know, pick up chicks the library. And all you have to remember is that uh, all haikus end with, it's snowing on Mount Fuji. It's snowing on Mount Fuji. I used to write... Uh, Refrigerator. I used to write, and this is the last thing I will say about poetry. I know it's not five syllables, but uh, <laughs> the, the last part of, of every single haiku is, it's snowing on Mount Fuji. Uh... 
it's snowing in Mount Fuji. Well, I, I mean, always thought they were always refrigerator. The, the secret badass thing about haiku is that you know, if if you were to uh, commit seppuku, uh, to write Sudoku? Uh, to write a uh, the ritual suicide of you know uh, a feudal Japan that is so demonstrated in movies and stuff with the knife in the belly blah blah blah. Mm. Uh, to write a poem, to write a haiku in your blood as you die, is like a thing. Wow, yeah, haikus are badass. Um, I used to uh, uh, I used to write I used, I, I had a format a poetry format that I've haven't written in a long time, but I used to do a uh, four haikus on the same subject a quatrain of haikus and uh they're always fun just fun little study hall i was writing like one study hall i managed to write 95 haikus good lord two hour study hall so i I had a similar thing like that in uh in high school me and my buddy were in the middle of our chemistry class and instead of paying attention we filled out an entire two-page uh, sheet with Monty Python quotes. <laughs> well done. We were, well done. It was time well spent. And <laughs> that's all I have to say about that. <laughs> wow. Wow. So now it's a poetry. Let's go back to f- fart so, <laughs> chi- jokes fart are funny. Jokes. Chilling adventures of Sabrina. It is, I, I think, two episodes ago. I said Riverdale wasn't written for us. I don't think Sabrina will have been written for us either because it's the, it it seemed like it was going to be that kind of take. Like Riverdale is like uh, uh, Dawson's Creek, uh, uh, you know, got a little gothic, or or not even gothic. Got Dawson's Creek uh, ma- mixed with some murder mystery kind of thing. Dawson's they topic. they made fucking you know Jughead a pretty boy like all this weird shit. Jughead's supposed it, to be it, this food guzzling right crack up weird hat long nose guy. Like it just seems weird mm. and I've not so tried to I, watch because it looks w- just super. Awkward. It's it's I was the angry. new Melrose Place. It's uh, the, uh, <laughs> fucking it's whatever. Uh, so I especially considering the same people are involved in uh, Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. I immediately wrote it off when I learned that I was like, OK, Riverdale has already established itself as more like totally not for us. Uh, I don't think Sabrina is going to be for us either. Boy, am I eating those fucking words because that is an amazing show. Yeah, I thought it was going to be the, the shilling adventures of Sabrina. And, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I haven't, I've yet to watch a full episode, but I've I seen clips. Seen I was going to do it this week, but I got busy with my poetry. Um, <laughs> I got busy so with the Red Dead Redemption. I, I have uh, already posted one article about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that one is so... People who were fans of the Melissa Joan Hart uh, series are are going to be disappointed. <laughs> They're going to be very disappointed. Um, Is it going to be the same kind of feeling with, with like with Breaking Bad when everyone saw, oh, it's Brian Cranston, the da- funny dad from from Malcolm in the Middle, and then they start watching and it's oh, just it's a horrible from that side. I am the episode. one who knocks. I am the one who knocks, and you're like, this isn't Malcolm in the Middle at all. Is that um, basically how this feeling is going to be for people who like Melissa Jane? Not necessarily. <laughs> I think it's going to be more amplified than that because that's going off of a just particular actor's history in in media. Uh, and this is Sabrina. So for a majority of, of people, myself included, 
when you, uh, you think of Sabrina, you think of Melissa, the Melissa Joan Hart series. For you, probably the Archie comics, Brooks. Uh, for me, when I think of Sabrina, I think of uh, Audrey Hepburn. But we're not okay. <laughs> we're not going to go. We're, we're not going to go down that road today. Um. So I think most people, when they uh, see a Sabrina, you know, series is being made, they assume it's going to be a reboot of that Melissa Joan Hart sitcom, and this is anything but that interesting it is a legitimate horror series um and you know in the article that i posted that one reference that they make is going to be the the key as to whether you're going to enjoy this new series or not the reference that they make is in episode five or six uh sabrina's boyfriend harvey is startled by a demon who is currently possessing their friend Susie or, or currently possessing their friend Susie's uncle. And he is startled while wearing a crop top shirt with the number 10 on it while he's got big fat headphones on lying in bed. And immediately while I was watching that, I said, they did not just do that because visually it is johnny depp in a nightmare on elm street oh you see you said harvey and i was thinking either jimmy stewart or you know harvey harvey (laughs) harvey the sabrina's Sabrina's boyfriend has always been a mortal named harvey kinkle um stupid oh there's so many bad names in this there's so many bad well okay there aren't so many bad names in this but there are other bad names in this there are three evil witches uh well evil witches whatever there there are three witches who both run the anti-sabrina and pro-sabrina uh kind of thing lawful evil um but uh one of them one of them is named dorcas i mean that is a biblical name is it dorcas is a biblical name yeah really Mm -hmm. oh okay dorcas was a seamstress Okay, fair enough. Meanwhile, I'm sitting here watching Sabrina, and every time she goes, Dorcas, I'm like, is she insulting her? <laughs> oh, shit, no, it's her name. Uh, fun fun fact for everyone out there. Uh, so I went to Bible college for a couple of years, and I was going to be a pastor a long, long time ago, and uh, I have since uh, left that road, but I've retained all of the knowledge and all the fun facts. <laughs> It's like it's, all right, Dorcas. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, I mean, I could, I could go on and on and on about it. But honestly, so um, the the fact that they do the visual uh, parallel to a Nightmare oh, on Elm that's Street so cool. should really give cool. you an idea of uh, kind of the tone of this series. If they're going to make a reference to a Nightmare on Elm Street, then you know what they've got in mind. Frederick oh, Kroger. Exactly. Frederick Kroger. Do they make a Frederick Kroger? (laughs) I've got burps and hiccups happening all... Oh, God. (laughs) We're currently watching Ryan literally implode right now. He just like... (laughs) It was... All all of these bodily functions were trying to happen at once. (laughs) He shat. He just started... Uh, His his head turned around and started just throwing up all over. (laughs) 
He's speaking in tongues. <laughs> Listen, man, we're not in that age of dispens. Uh, of uh, we're not in the, in that dispensation anymore. The, the Lord does not use uh, speaking in tongues as a way to demonstrate his abilities anymore. Okay, he just uses Twitter and emojis like the rest of us. That's right. <laughs> Uh, smiley face, eggplant, splash. <laughs> smiley face, eggplant, eggplant, peach, splash. Uh huh. Um, <laughs> but um, I'm excited. So uh, Netflix bought two seasons. Uh, first season is all out. It's uh, ten episodes long. Each episode is you know that forty-four minute uh, format. Sixty-six point six minutes. Yeah, but, that would uh, be amazing, it's, dude. If you play it backwards, it <laughs> it really it was so it it really um kind of tells you to buy Ovaltine. It's interesting. <laughs> be sure to drink, drink your, your Ovaltine. Ovaltine. That's it. A crummy commercial. Yeah, I've seen that movie a lot. Um. But the <laughs> I knew you, I knew that joke would fall well right there. Yeah. <laughs> oh God! Uh, but uh, they really. So I plan on writing a, a larger post that kind of covers all this. But um, the way that it all plays out and the way that it's written, the undertones tend seem to be that like. Sabrina is half witch, half mortal. Uh, her mother was not a witch, and her father was like the high priest. And um, she tends to be the voice of reason or, or like an atheist, essentially, mm. in this world where her family has been historically devout to the church of uh, the church of dark. And uh, she's the one who is questioning the old ways. Mm. And, uh, well, yeah, it may, it may have always been this way, but why? Why this? Why Why that? You know, and... Uh, I just want to know what, what retailer carries robes of that, that magnitude and, <laughs> and quality. What retailer has those in stock? He got it on Etsy. <laughs> yeah, but what? But then you're you're throwing consistency out the window. <laughs> but I digress. But uh, look for a post uh, very soon on toplessrobot.com. I was very pleasantly surprised by this show. Mm. It was really well done. Uh, and yeah, it, both of you need to watch it. I, I, I plan on doing it this evening. So I can ha I can have an opinion on it. It is outstanding. Next week, it is very outstanding. But you know what I watched this week? What did you watch? Are you familiar, either of you, with the Mexican legend and wrestling superstar known as El Santo? Oh no! No, I thought you were going to go Nacho Libre. No. <laughs> <laughs> Nacho. Okay, so 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 uh, for some context, El Santo was like the guy that made like the mask luchador thing. A thing really uh 50 years in the ring he made 52 movies holy crap so or, he's kind of like uh the uh main guy in uh, who uh in, it's, it's the in rock. you can you can go Dwayne no, no 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 <laughs> in coco 
uh, who uh, the main character is kind of oh. idolizing. Oh, yeah, that yeah. Th- he's that is the El Santo. iconic character that's been in all of the films that everyone looks mm-hmm. up to. Yeah, I, I love your movies. Yeah, that, that thing, yeah, that is El Santo. Really? That is El Santo, yeah. So so he made a bunch of movies. Okay, and also, um, uh, I'm pretty, he's, stills have been memed uh, from El, El Santo, but he made, these, he made these movies. He's like, the american superman so he's superman but a real person because he had a super long-running comic uh and these movies are kind of based on that and so in these movies he's fighting monsters and stuff and i watched there's define monsters and stuff are are they are are we talking like uh king Ghidorah or we so the title of the first movie that i watched of his was uh, El Santo y Blue Demon contra los monstruos. So, uh, Santo and the, and Blue Demon versus the monsters, and he fights Dracula, <laughs> the Wolfman, <laughs> Frankenstein's monster. Uh, I need to see this. Uh, I have it. I actually have it with me right now. Oh man, um, Frankenstein's monster, or um, to translate into Spanish, it's uh, Frankenstein. Um, and uh, vampire women. Uh, although in a separate movie he fights exclusively vampire women. Um, All right, it, as it should be. It's uh, <laughs> that I'm, one. I'm needs, not sure that about one the needs, implications there. Th- that <laughs> one. That one needs a separate rating. There is a sadomasochist, <laughs> hunchbacked little person uh, who wants to experiment on live human beings. Same movie. This is all in the same movie. <laughs> How did they give enough time to all of these characters? Well, they actually it seems to me like they used some... a lot of the same shots. Um, <laughs> and I imagine that some of these monsters are easily di- easier to dispatch. Oh, and others. a cyclops. Oh. Uh, no, actually, <laughs> they just kind of... Uh, they, everyone seems to get the drop on Blue Demon. And he's always like it's his job to get beat up and Blue captured. Demon is a uh, lucha uh, is a luchador as well. Uh, once friend, then lifelong rival of El Santo. Okay, El Santo is uh, the man in the silver mask, and he he took his mask off once uh, a week before he died. He he dedicated mysterious. Nobody knew who his what his real name was except for a select group of people. Wow, forever. Yeah, there is a huge statue in his hometown. I'm talking like Washington Monument. Well, maybe a little smaller than that, but that grand scale. Holy crap. He is a hero. And uh, you gotta, I'm sure there are clips like on YouTube of El Santo, but I had a very hard time tracking these down. Uh, Thankfully, the Internet Archive had a couple. And um, let's see, I have El uh, El Santo and Blue Demon versus the monsters, uh, the mummies of... Guadalajara, I think. Guadalajara. Guadalajara. Uh, I think that one features another lucha lucha guy in it, a third guy, known as um, oh shit, I forget his name, but his he's like a million mask. Huh. Every scene. Different mask. A different mask. <laughs> and a different outfit. <laughs> These so much. Entertainment and it has something for everyone. It has <laughs> monsters. It's got wrestling. It's got wrestlers fighting monsters. Strange dance sequences in the middle but of is things. But is there romance? 
there is romance. Oh, it's a love story. Of course. Uh, amazing, <laughs> amazing special effects, a psychotronic soundtrack. Um, and when I say amazing, I'm 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 being facetious here. So like, what what year was song? this made? Uh, fifties through the eighties. Wow, a lot of movies. Wow, uh, wow. <laughs> It's like a reflex at this you point, like when you the doctor like hits your knee. And, and you the best, the best bit. part is, is like he's got like his wrestling out, ring outfit, which he's got this badass cape and his mask and these like white tights. He wears his like day to day more often than not, and it's a turtleneck and slacks and but this mask with a mask and this mask and just he just wrestles and he's he's good too as far as like wrestling goes like to, to kayfabe to last that long is just no kidding it is so it was no kidding but this movie was just so like what am i watching oh my god it's just oh my god and where did he get a flamethrower from <laughs> and just like <laughs> stuff like that and have you ever seen um Jesus Christ Vampire Hunter? I have. No. And there's <laughs> there's a luchador that he calls upon uh, later in the film. And that's that's all that this is bringing to my mind. Like this this El Santo and the Blue Demon versus the monsters. And uh, Masquerado de Plata. It makes me wonder if like that that influence was, you know. Probably. I mean, that's that's Nacho Libre. Yeah, it's, it's thing from Ramses really? is definitely Ramses is number Ramses. one. Ramses, he dies on number one. It's it's in grass. I use my hand to wipe away my tears. <laughs> Kiss you now to break my vow. But no, 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 no way, no way, no way, Jose. <laughs> if you want to, we can break our vows together. Incarnacion! I am trapped <laughs> with two crazy people. Mari. I'll start singing Roger Klein, the Peacemakers. <laughs> uh, Jasmine would like that a lot. Uh, I, I'm, I'm, you know, uh, a Roger Klein fan, I suppose, but. He's the Bruce Springsteen of Arizona. Yes, he is. Which, I mean, I like Bruce Springsteen uh, a little more. If, if for those of us, those of you who cannot see that, I'm gesturing to the very large, button, which, is, which literally is literally everyone, everyone except for two of us. <laughs> you never know; there could be some psychic people. <laughs> um, the blinds just close. Really, I, sp I spent this. The, this cost me twenty dollars. The pen. Jesus. The pen. Why? Uh, because it is a pin handed out by a radio station from 1978. Holy fuck. That's cool. That's how much I like Bruce Springsteen, guys. <laughs> okay? I started a band because I couldn't see Bruce Springsteen. Yes, yes. We covered it in the last podcast. <laughs> and then I'm just going to screw. We understand. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to explode in, into Born to Run lyrics, and then they'll have to replace me. Oh, oh this, this model's broken. We got to bring that up. <laughs> bring out the Brooks V2. But El Santo is the Bruce Springsteen of Mexican wrestling. That's really, really interesting. Yeah, I had I never knew that. It's great, I, and I, it's, it's it's Halloween time. So coming he's up. the reason for the luchador mask. Uh, I don't think I don't know if he is like the reason, but he's the guy that made it popular. Hmm. 
It's interesting like, how like crazy popular uh, Luch has been going on for more than yeah. a century. Wow, really? More than a century. Holy shit! Yeah, and it was just like guys going to town. You know, guys in towns wrestling each other. Some with masks, some with not. I and thought you were going to say guys going, going to, town. to town on each other. <laughs> I mean, you, you could. You I've could. seen that movie. Going to town on each other. Uh-huh. You have? <laughs> but El- El- I haven't looked through your personal collection. <laughs> from from what I understand, uh, and I, uh, from what I understand, El Santo was part of like when wrestling stopped being regional and was like a nationalized thing. It was like, hmm. okay, everyone's, you know, we're, we all like wrestling. We're all going to watch the same wrestling. So, like, in the 50s, it mm-hmm. was this collective realization of, like, oh, you watch wrestlers, too? Well, I watch wrestlers. Why don't we all watch le- wrestlers? Let's do this, Nat. Let's, let's do this. On, we'll film it and make and have them fight monsters, too. So, um, and I don't know if you have the answer to this question, but is uh, Lucha, uh, is it the same uh, as, like, WWE, where... I'm sorry to our listeners out there to break this to you. This is the first time that you've ever heard about this, but where the uh, end, the results of the match matches are predetermined. I don't know. Um, I, I do know that uh, they uh, were more dedicated to kayfabe than um, some of our wrestlers now-ish. Sure. Like, they don't hang out in the off hours if they're feuding. Yeah, you know, if you if you're feuding with somebody, you know, I, uh, from my understanding, of course, you don't talk to them, you don't hang out with them, you certainly don't send them a fucking Christmas card. Uh, it's like you try to make it as real as possible as far as like your rivalry with somebody. Sure. Uh, huh. So, uh, hence Blue Demon and uh, El Santo's rivalry. They just didn't stop talking to each other. Hmm. Wrestling is something I never got into. Really, no, you know, not I, even a little. I recently got into wrestling. There, um, there were, there have been moments in in my life where I got into wrestling. When I was very young, I had the the pillow buddies, the wrestling buddies of like Ultimate Warrior and Hulk Hogan and shit like that. Uh, wow, he's old. But like, I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> and how? Yep, yep, yep. I knew Stretch Armstrong when he was in college. <laughs> Um, but I don't, I don't really remember watching wrestling too much back then. Like I watched it a little bit. The only time when I was actually following a storyline was, uh, uh, at the turn of the century, (laughs) uh, or nearing the, the turn of the century (laughs) when specifically when he's talking about the 1800s, (laughs) are you like reading a letter? Is is this a Ken Ken Burns documentary now? He had to break the wax seal. Specifically when, uh, degeneration X was a thing. Triple H, uh, was married, uh, Vince McMahon, Vince McMahon's daughter, Stephanie McMahon, Vince McMahon, Um, Vince McMahon, (laughs) um, and uh so that whole drama that that played out because it was like a uh she's willing she's not willing whatever and it all so like the villain to the establishment you know so vince mcmahon being the establishment the villain to the establishment was triple h the rage to his machine got it actually (laughs) settle down this whole storyline you're talking about um So and now Triple H runs NXT. Yeah, and is in charge of bringing the up and comers into WWE proper. Like NXT is now where they workshop all the up and coming wrestlers, 
and then they they bring them up into the into the main ring in the 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 big show but yeah. oh the wrestler the big show not that big show they bring um, them into the big show there's Weird. actually yeah <laughs> it's the big show god i fucking love shitty wrestling theme, walk on themes <laughs> um I never got into that. Like, you, you at know, all. you know, there's so many real great fighting. characters. Specifically, I, my favorite wrestler of all time is Doink. Is literally anyone that uh, Mick Foley has been. Oh, Cactus Jack, Dude Love, and Mankind. All of it. All of it. Mick Foley's hilarious. Mick Foley is brilliant. He's objective. My my roommate's but. dad, my landlord, looks exactly like Mick Foley. <laughs> That's great. It's it's. It's cool, and like, I, just, I just want him to come over to the house wearing like sweatpants and a red flannel. In ever- in his in his uh, autobiography, he talks about uh, old matches. Like uh, I I don't even like oh, the hardcore the, stuff. Yeah, the hardcore stuff. Like where yeah, being power bombed into thumbtacks was a thing, and he got his ear ripped off by the uh, uh, by the ropes. Yeah, because uh, he was being held in the ropes, and it like ended up severing part of his ear like yeah so and he's a really good dude in real life he seems like it he seems like one of those just like i'd love to just hang out and have a couple of beers with with this guy um i like to get down to brass tacks with mick <laughs> <laughs> or mitchard but, to his friends <laughs> <laughs> but as as much as wrestling is fake and i air quote um it is also not fake because they are pushing their their bodies yes they're performers Um, i have the perfect video for you to watch but fuck i feel like i'm being i I like walked into a you're getting uh, powerbombed by wrestling (laughs) and there are i feel like i walked into a timeshare presentation here but for (laughs) wrestling if you look at our if you look and you're gonna have a chart and and just point it like over a year (laughs) there are some Mm-hmm. moments that uh you you just don't realize were like such huge things like so kayfabe didn't break until uh uh fuck what's his name undertaker no kayfabe didn't break until uh i think it was brett the hitman heart Mm. So like kayfabe wasn't in the common knowledge of the W oh, right, of the right, wrestling right. watching, you know, like no one knew what that was until I I think it was and people are going to get mad at me for not remembering specifically and I'm probably wildly inaccurate. Uh, How dare but, you, uh, Ryan? Misremembers they, wrestling. They actually there's an episode of Radio Lab about this about oh. if I remember correctly it was Brett the Hitman Hart. Uh, and a, like a real feud, you know, that actually like went down and, oh yeah, 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 yeah. There's the Montreal screw job. Yes. The Montreal screw job. That's what it is. And holy shit. Like we've, we've got some, some educating that I think that you will find fascinating. Uh, like I'm not a regular wrestling watcher and I just started but like some of these stories are fucking incredible. There's right. there's I'll, one, I'll give it a shot. There's one shot. video that I'm gonna recommend to you and anyone listening that's that's watching. Um it is a video by uh Max Landis, um the director's son, um, called Wrestling Isn't Wrestling. And he talks about the stuff that, you know, 
well, you know that it's fake, right? And he he actually takes one wrestler's storyline, breaks it down, and he's gender-swapped everyone, which makes it funny. Uh, <laughs> and he breaks down why wrestling is cool. Um, and he takes Triple H's, uh, Triple H's story arc uh, for, you know, spanning two decades. And he's just like, and points out how ridiculous it can be sometimes uh, and how awesome wrestling is and its function in culture and society. It's really interesting, and I think that you should watch it. Because right. that, that is what sparked what later has become now into this weird wrestling brush fire that I've gotten sucked into where it's like, I have to know more. Like, I learned this week that Kiss had a wrestler. Wow, really? The really? Kiss Demon, yes. Really? It's not good. <laughs> <laughs> Spoiler alert, the Demon is not a great wrestler. Or I like just... uh, when uh, WWF absorbed WCW. Uh those are letters that I understand. And ECW, you understand that there was a time when there were two there were primary, ones, yeah. two two most popular, uh, WCW and WWF. WCW had Sting and had uh, their own version of Steve Austin, who wasn't Steve Austin, whose name uh, escapes me right now, a bald guy with a fucking goatee. Oh. Um, uh, I can't remember his name now. But uh, they had their own stars, but they always they were always in the shadow of WWF. WWF has always been the wrestling yeah. organization, the World Wildlife Foundation. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Which is why we have WWE now. Um, but uh, when WWF uh, absorbed WCW, Vince McMahon's son went like behind his back to take control of wcw that was a good and fight. bringing it into wwf like it's there's so many twisting arcs and some of them are legitimate internal struggles and some of them are all camera you, you know vince mcmahon okay. wrestled his son like no. in the ring you this is the you know, one vince subject. mcmahon's dad created wwf and created wrestling professional wrestling as we recognize it today wrestling and it, vince mcmahon came on as a promoter under his dad uh who owned the company back then and turned it into the entertainment behemoth that it is now all right and now we have uh, such just, legends like john cena and john cena is kind of great i love john cena uh, the, the Rock wrestler. was also kind of great. I mean, a lot, it, it. a lot of really... <laughs> God damn <laughs> That's If my... you smell <laughs> what the Rocket Launcher is cooking. cooking. Rock, rock cold Steve Austin. Oh my God. Have you seen... Santa's sleigh with Goldberg. I think it's Goldberg. Goldberg. That's the that's the name that I was trying to remember. Oh, he, he's WCW Steve Austin. There's a lot of bald guys in wrestling. There's a lot of guys with long hair in wrestling as well. Or this would be directly prurient to your interests. Santa's sleigh. Yeah, with Goldberg. It was a really crappy slasher horror movie from mid two thousand. That was about how Santa was actually. Oh, I, think I did see this. I, I, I've I've heard of this. It yeah, was yeah. terrible. But there's a moment where he like goes into like a. It, it, he goes. Into, I love shitty wrestler movies. <laughs> it's like so Abraxas bad. with Jesse the Mind Ventura. 
<laughs> what? Well, he's, you know, Jesse the Body Ventura. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. Then, um, have you guys seen his TV show? Mm-mm. No. Oh, my God. Okay. So, <laughs> Jesse, Jesse the Body Ventura. Jesse, the governor, uh, the ex- former. Go- former governor of Minnesota Ventura is... There have been times when he's spoken as a politician where I've been like, you know what? He's he's not bad. And he's there have been times where I'm like, you know what? He's two steps removed from Alex Jones. <laughs> he has a, or he had a show, a conspiracy theory show where he addresses what the government is hiding from the people. Um, that was and a good ref- Alex Jones impression uh, right there. Re- referred to himself as Jesse the Mind Ventura. Government's turning off frog gay. <laughs> no, it's like Area 51 JFK theory kind of stuff. It wasn't like, wasn't that bad. Okay. It was like, you know, stuff that your granddad looks up at 830. And shares on Facebook yeah, see, with really big font, big captions. So... Normally Hillary laughing in the background. (laughs) What I'm hearing is (laughs) Jesse, Jesse, the mind Ventura talked about well-established fun conspiracies, whereas Alex Jones only uh, operates in creating new conspiracies to fan the flames of uh, uh, fringe. uh, uh, And they're not right. They're not. They're not that good either. Like, no, if if I'm going to chemicals turning the frogs gay, that's not a good one. If I could recommend uh, to anyone out there who wants to cook up a conspiracy theory, read more science fiction, read, read some good pulpy science fiction from like Arthur C. Clarke or, you know, uh, s- stuff you find in like weird PKD. tales. Philip K. Dick. We, yeah. we love uh, Philip K. Yeah. Dick. I could go down. I could take a whole episode and discuss Philip K. Dick's career because I worship the ground that that writer walked on. <laughs> so, with the exception of Blade Runner, which I'm not getting into right now. We're going to have to get into it next week. Yes, please. Have you watched Electric Dreams, by the way? Uh, I have snubbed my nose at it. But I've not, not watched it yet. I've oh, it. oh, okay. No, I, I'm leery of anything with Philip K. Dick attached to it, just because it will never be what plays in my head. I, uh, mind movies, or as, as I was, uh, or head movies, uh, Kino, as I was told by my Austrian friend. That's what that translates to. Oh, okay. Fair enough. Well, it's uh, come to that time. Oh, the, my favorite it's time. It's the end of the podcast as, as we, we know, know it. it. <laughs> I feel fine. Leonard Bernstein! (laughs) (laughs) So as... (laughs) As you may or may not know, we do have a phone number uh, where you can call and leave us interesting messages. And if you have questions, we'll address them. If you have comments, we'll address them. I don't really care. Just leave us a message and uh, we'll play it on the show and say whatever is necessary. Yeah, last episode's message was a flushing toilet. Yeah, it was. I still think we need to put. I think that was actually a sign that we that we, really we need to put it up in bathrooms, in, up in bathrooms, specifically at the grid. I feel like we'd get some fun. Our, ones our potty grid. humor, potty. This week, bit launcher. We have a voicemail. You gentlemen, ready? Yes. I gird my loins. Hey, uh, I bought some merch from you guys uh, from an ad I saw on your webpage. Uh, I'm not impressed with the poor service I've received. 
These uh, Corey in the House bootleg DVDs were <laughs> not in Japanese <laughs> advertised. I think they were all in German or something. It was, if I can't get my hands on the original Corey in the House Japanese uh, anime in time for my nephew's birthday, uh, I'm not going to win that Uncle of the Year. <laughs> uh, there's going to be hell to pay, okay? I mean... <sighs> Look, if we can't get this involved in five seconds, oh I'm going to need some kind of compensation. I'm thinking Napster gift card so I can at least download the soundtrack for the party or something. And Look, I know I'm, I'm not trying to be a jerk here, but it's his favorite anime, and I just know I'm going to win that 500 oh. V-Bucks for Uncle of the Year if I surprise him with his favorite. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I'm really counting on you guys. Please come through for me here. I know you guys are super reliable. Thank you so much. I don't know who told you we were super reliable, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> we'll we'll do what we can to get you the, oh, that you know, that Corey in the house anime. <laughs> uh, oh man, I uh, um, I'm sorry, that sir, that you've had that experience. Uh, we do pride ourselves on our uh, excellence in both uh, delivery and customer service. Uh, we will do the best that we can to uh, rectify the situation as soon as possible. Uh, in addition to the getting overnighting the Corey in the House anime to you uh, uh, as soon as possible. And in fact, you should have a uh, tracking number in your email as we speak. Uh, we are also going to include uh, the Boy Meets World anime and uh, a, an assortment of uh, Topanga fanfic. We oh, will also be uh, ceremonially sacrificing the customer service agent who so wronged you. <laughs> and, and of course, uh, with every uh, with every mis, uh, mismanaged order that we process, we also include a free copy of the C-SPAN 2 OVA series. <laughs> as well as the uh, yet. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> oh. So if you'd like to uh, leave us a message on our voicemail, that number is 805-222-6287. That number again is... Eight zero five two 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 six two eight seven. Coming to a bathroom near you. Two 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 six two eight seven. We should we should get a jingle for that. We, we really absolutely, should. Absolutely, yeah. I I guess. Does it we spell anything? Do I don't think so. I I picked it because it had two 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 in it. So I'm like, all right, that's three fewer numbers that you need to remember. Two. It's two, one two, third of the beast. The number of the beast. <laughs> <laughs> um. Uh, does anyone have any rants this week? Hmm. I don't know. Um, uh, I, I don't have to pee hard enough to have a rant. <laughs> Apparently my rage is fueled um, by I, my I have, need to urinate. I have a very, very short rant. I have a short one I can do after that as well. I just thought of it. Well, Pong. you do yours first because we'll, I'll, I'll, we'll, we'll end with mine. Okay. Um, my short rant has nothing to do with pop culture or media. It's about using your fucking turn signals. <laughs> use your goddamn turn signals. Use them. Fucking use them. Okay? <laughs> because, like, I don't know what's wrong with, with the people in this state, uh, which has been redacted by the government. Unfortunately, I cannot say where I am. Um, but there is no Arizona. No pain in desert. No Sedona. Um... Use your fucking turn signals, okay? Because, like, I have almost hit, like, three people. Or I should say three people have almost collided with my vehicle because they decided to merge without... And and it's always... 
it's always when I'm trying to go home from work and if you don't use your turn signal, you're committing a hate crime against me. <laughs> I'd like to add an amendment. Not only use your turn signal, but not as a fucking afterthought. Not one of those, Follow I'm halfway the in the book. middle of the damn lane already, better turn my turn signal Oops. on. Oopsies. If you're using your turn signal, you have to have it on for 100 feet before you turn. Or Brooks will find you and he will kill you. I don't know about kill, I just more like a stern talking to or one of these just a, you know, we're shaking my fist. I'm glad that you said... I don't know about kill because that leads very easily into my rant. Oh. <laughs> Stop fucking killing people, you dumb assholes. It's not that hard. I had to add that. Go yeah. through life. Don't kill anyone. Find more creative ways to express your rage, like through a poem. And or, like raging against the machine. You know, or or you know, find a find a hobby that or, doesn't involve harming people. Or put stickers on your van. <laughs> Honestly, I'm not quite sure because stickers seem to be a gateway <laughs> drug. To people will break into your van and, and and steal what they think is going to be a base, but it's actually a bass because you went fishing. <laughs> <laughs> Does it say "Don't worry, be happy"? Anyway, we are all just trying to figure out how to live. There's no rule said i know a lot of people think that they got the manual uh when they were raised in one religion or another no one has the rules to exist and we are all struggling to find out to figure out how to exist and get the the life that we want and uh just pursue the things that we care about that we're happy about and and that makes us feel good don't kill the person who makes you feel bad absolutely and if you're feeling bad out there if you cannot process your emotions in a healthy way um i recommend finding someone that will listen uh if you're you know talk to your friends talk to your parents um if you can't talk to anyone um there are phone numbers out there that you can call if you're having a difficult time because nobody needs to you know I, I'm really fucking tired of checking the news and seeing what's been going down we had those bombs we had that synagogue this this, this past week like just fucking stop and get some help there's even an app now for therapists you can like talk to a therapist on an app where the freaking digital I don't think that these world. people would seek out therapy but they the people vilify. who are on that edge, the people who are on that edge, because there are some people out there that you just remember other people aren't villains. They're they're not trying to to bring you down and just everyone's trying to figure out life. No one has all the answers. Just fucking knock it off. That's, I think we can all that's pretty that. much. Yeah, that's pretty much. All I, I yeah. have to say on the topic. Cut that shit out. <clears throat> and on that morose note, I have been Ryan. I may have been Brooks in a lifetime. And I'm, I'm Tyler. We'll see you next week.
again. 